Welcome to Chronicles of a Bibliophile. This is a podcast exploring books, stories, and the people obsessed with them. I'm the librarian. My job in the podcast is to get, select, and organize books. P.S. Bibliophile means someone who really likes books. I am the chronicler. My job is to record and publish the very audio you are listening to. We are very glad you have joined us while we explore the never-ending wormhole of adventures and characters the librarian chooses. Our goal is to share with you the books we love and don't, to give you family recommendations and heart-touching books everyone's sure to enjoy. Let's go! Welcome to episode 13. Hello, librarian. What book adventure are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the first book in the Copernicus Legacy series, The Forbidden Stone, by Tony Abbott. Awesome! Why don't you tell us all about it? This book is about two stepbrothers, their father, and their cousin, and her friend. Um, they get a coded email and soon find themselves in a race around the world for a gem that's part of a time machine. <laughs> yes, that leaves lots of mystery. And by the name Copernicus Legacy, we uh, the time machine is an ancient machine built by Copernicus, the scientist who, this astronomer is a scientist, who discovered um, that the earth rotates around the sun and not the other way around which was big deal in his time and this book is built around a fictional machine that the family has to race to find the parts of um as they kind of become parts of like a secret um group of guardians of this time machine from of course a secret bad agency of rich evil people the bad guys are always so rich in books. They have like jets and weapons and guns and all these things. And they know about the time machine and they're trying to get it. So their kids and their dad are trying to race to um, locate them first. And that process is going to last over multiple books. Um, yes, in this book, um, they only very tiny start the process, really. Yes. The um, in this book, they find one of the 12 relics. And... Um, from what I can tell, there's six books in the series, so, I mean, this is the first book, so they have to, like, introduce the characters and stuff, but... Yeah, hopefully in the other books they'll find a couple relics per book, probably. Um, but we'll see. All right, excellent. Who was your favorite character? My favorite character was Becca. Becca is a bilingual genius. Um, she is Wade and Daryl's cousin Lily's friend. And she is awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is very smart. All of the kids, as they work together to solve the riddles and clues, and um, there's lots of like uh, math problems and different things they have to solve to try to figure out where the next hidden thing is. Um, all of the kids are quite intelligent, actually. Uh, but Becca is probably the smartest, and I think she's, like, trilingual. I think she speaks, like, three or four languages, yeah. actually. Maybe she is quite Multiple. impressively smart. She's also, in sometimes very shy, um, but she seems to be a very fun character. Cool. My favorite character is Wade, 
who I think is kind of the main character. I think we uh-huh. we listen to his mind the most in the book. It does switch like thoughts. Yeah, we so get it from like, different perspectives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't ever actually go to like um, like first person at all, but it does switch like the thoughts. Mm, yes. So I think that you listen to Wade the most, but you listen to Daryl a lot. Yeah. Wade is the stepbrother of Daryl, and he is his father is a astronomy professor and wade has fallen in love with astronomy and he loves the stars and planets he's a very tall gangly kind of skinny kid who is also very smart um, and very good at math and science Uh, and he is also very shy he has a big crush on becca but doesn't know how to talk to her about it or say anything plus they're on this crazy adventure and maybe don't have time to um, but he is both smart and brave and humble and afraid all at the same time. Uh, he's very motivated to do the right thing, which is I, what I liked. He was kind of the conscience of the group. He's very much the one who's like, we shouldn't be doing this or we should be doing this or I don't want to break any more laws or whatever. Um, but he's a fun character. He's a good character. Uh, all the characters are really enjoyable in the family. Uh, and even actually... Maybe one of the more interesting written characters is the bad guy. Uh, the head bad guy is a young woman, and she is quite scary and, and a good bad guy. There's also a lot of unanswered questions about about her in this book. Yes, I'm yes. assuming we'll learn a lot more about her in later books. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. What did you rate this book? I rated this book four and a half stars. You switched to stars from hearts again, you silly goose. Um, Four and a half stars. Excellent. Well, that's a good rating. I rated this book four hearts. I really did like it, and I am actually already on to listening to the next book, uh, reading the next book. Uh, But I did think that it was a slow start, which, again, like you said, they had to set up some things. But I think the first third of the book could have been much better uh, written and gotten through it. A lot faster. You think someone dying isn't, and I'm going into detail about about it, isn't fast enough? Yeah, it wasn't. It was it was very slow, I thought, the first third of the book. But it ends very great. The last third of the book is amazing. Um, so it got four hearts from me. Still good, but um, but uh, not quite where I wanted it to be. Not as good as the last one. All right, it's time for joke, joke time! time! <clears throat> Are you feeling cold? You should get a book. You'll still be cold, but at least you'll have a book. <laughs> what? I'm not sure how much of a joke that is and just a fact of reality. But I'm not cold. I'm very cold. I'm toasty warm. Thank you. Uh, my joke is, what music do astronauts listen to? I don't know. Neptunes. Ah! Like the planet Neptune? Oh. Neptunes? Neptunes? No? Sure. So tough. Give What's it the nap part? Give a guy a break over here. How? With the planet. Neptune. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> How do astronomers organize a party? They plan it. Yep. <laughs> they plan it. Oh, fantastic. All right. That's joke time. Now, what are we going to read next, library? Oh, I forgot to say, uh, parents... The Copernicus Legacy is definitely a book written for for young adults, um, teenagers, preteens. It's that kind of kind of YA uh, fiction, but it does have some uh, characters die, 
there are some skeletons and different scary things and stuff of that nature. There's definitely some very violent bad guys. But there's not swearing and there's no inappropriate, like, uh, romantical type things. Um, so there's a little bit of violence, a little bit of scariness. Uh, but overall, it's probably appropriate for, like, 11 and up, I would say. So there we go. All right. What are we reading next, librarian? <clears throat> Our next book is one of the books by Kate DiCamillo. DiCamillo. Um, it's called The Tiger Rising. Yep, and this is a book we've been thinking about for quite a while, so it is an award winner uh, book finalist, and we will uh, read that. So if you want to read that with us, Kate D. Camille, and it is The Tiger Rising. Excellent. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening, listeners. We'll see you next time. Don't forget that an open book is an open portal. Goodbye for now. Goodbye.